Welcome to Sell Like You, the ultimate sales podcast that will teach you how to make sales your superpower, transform your mindset, and in doing so, explode your sales beyond your wildest dreams. I'm Harriet Meller, and over the last 17 years, I've helped hundreds of top companies around the world, including my own, make more money and qualify more leads using simple strategies that work. In this podcast, you'll learn how I generated over 10 million in annual sales, along with the sales techniques, processes, and tools that will work for you to generate more dream-aligned clients and scale your business beyond what you thought was possible. If you're sick of the boring, outdated, and pushy sales tactics of the past, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sell Like You podcast with me, Harriet Meller. Now, today's episode is about framing your call or your meeting. What is framing? Why should we use it? When should we use it? All of that juicy information is going to be packed into today's episode. And framing calls is something that often is left behind because it feels uncomfortable, because we're not used to doing it, because we're used to showing up on Zoom and saying hi, and then having that awkward pause, and then no one really knows what to do next. And we really want to avoid that because we want to hold authority in our meeting, whether that be virtual or physical, whether that be on a call or where we can actually see the recipient. And so framing a call becomes really important when we have an agenda, when we are trying to move your prospect or opportunity through a process so that we don't get left behind, so that it doesn't go off on a tangent, so that we are aligned with our timelines and we're aligned with what we've put in our pipeline review and that our sales managers are now happy. And so the framing of a of a call or meeting comes down to really structuring what that time is going to be all about, whether it's 15 minutes or an hour or three hours. Framing the call is really important because it sets the foundation of what's going to be covered who's included. We need to think about the time that's been allocated and get approval for that. Covering off what we're hoping to get in line with what's in it for them, the benefits to them, what they're going to learn. Is there anything, any information that they shared with us early on that we want to bring in? Thinking about the language and the wording that they use specifically. Giving your clients an opportunity to be able to add input to say, that all sounds great, but I would also really like to see this. Or if we've got time, I'd like to understand a little bit more about another area. And so we can really manage the time that we've got allocated. And if you know that that's not going to be achievable in 30 minutes, then the recommendation then is that we'll work through what has been set out in the agenda as part of the frame. And then we can tee up another time to run through the extra pieces. Or is what the client asked for more important than what you were meant to be talking about. And maybe we flip it and we start with the one thing that was really important to the client and we follow up with the remaining agenda at another time. And so when we should frame the call every single time, every call, every meeting, every opportunity that we're having a conversation because we want to get really clear of what we're going to be getting out of the call. The other thing we want to include in that meeting frame is what does the end of that meeting look like? Are we asking for permission to take them through a demonstration? Are we asking for permission to schedule a follow-up meeting where we run through further information? Do we take them through the next steps of what our onboarding process looks like or what the proposal process or scoping process may include? So be really mindful as to what you want to get from that meeting 
and set yourself up for success at the beginning of that call or meeting in person. So we know when to frame all the time. Included in our framing is going to be what we're going to be talking about, how we're going to be executing that meeting, the time we've got allocated, the outcomes, and anything towards the end of the meeting where maybe you want to get permission to do something next. You can also talk about what happens if that meeting, especially if that's if it's that initial discovery, that we maybe want to frame the fact that if we're not right for them, what happens next? So that we're really comfortable with taking them through that process. Now, what happens when we don't frame? What happens when we don't frame a call? As I mentioned before, we go off on a tangent. We don't necessarily move through the process, but it becomes really fluffy. It's almost like having a weak handshake. I don't know if you've experienced this, but I hate weak handshakes. It's one of the worst things you could possibly do. And I always remember my granddad and my dad teaching me really early on, a firm handshake says a lot about you. Look somebody in the eye, really show them that you're there to mean business. And that has continued on throughout my life. And I often get comments about how strong my handshake is. But for me, I think it's really important because it showcases the confidence in what it is that you are about to do. It showcases the confidence in who you are. And the same thing needs to happen on framing your call. And so if we don't frame a call, it's like that weak, limp, gross handshake that nobody wants. And so we then leave our client wondering who's going to run this meeting? Who's going to take us through? They're not confident in setting up and framing this next conversation. Are they really going to be able to help me in terms of what product or service you're offering? Are you that confident in what it actually is that you have to offer, especially if you're working for somebody else? So bear in mind what not framing the call can do for that conversation. It also makes it more difficult towards the end to position things that we didn't have at the beginning. So if we get all the way through and we then talk about next steps, they haven't given you permission to talk about next steps. They haven't given you permission to take them through a demonstration or to schedule that next meeting. And so be really mindful what happens at the beginning. We then tie it up at the end in that lovely bow that takes them through that entire process that recaps on what we've covered, on the highlights, on action items and what's going to come next. So if you're not yet framing your call, I'll give you a few tips of how you can start to do it. So firstly, whenever you are setting up the meeting, whether that be virtual or in-person again, you want to include an agenda in your invite. Let's say, for example, you've got a meeting coming up, you're really willing to try this new technique, but you've already sent the email and you don't want to edit it. That's fine. I want you to make a list as to what you would like to include in that conversation. If it's your first conversation, what are you going to uncover? What is the goal of that meeting for you? How can you turn that goal into something for them? so that you make the outcome linked to their benefits, linked to solving a problem. So think about what it is that you want to cover and how that can connected to their outcome, connected to what they want to achieve. Secondly, I want you to then think about what happens at the end of that call if they are in alignment with what it is that you offer. How can you gain permission early on? What questions could you ask? How could you frame whether they are going to be a good fit or if they're not? What happens? What's the two potential outcomes and how do you share that in a way that's meaningful again to them? 
You'll notice I talk a lot about WIFM, about what's in it for me, which is super old school. It's something I learned very early on in my sales days, but it remains true today. And so if we can remember the WIFM, what's in it for me, throughout our entire framing, throughout our entire sales process, we will not only be more successful, but our client will always know what they're getting from this next step. Because if you need to do a scoping call because you need to do it, what does that allow the client to do? Does it mean that they're going to get the right proposal for them? Does that mean that they're going to be able to do something quicker? Can we save them time? Can we save them money? Can we make them money? Those three things are really important during our conversations. So to recap on the tips, we've got think about what it is that we actually want to cover, include an agenda in every invite. If we're going to trial this in the next week or so where we've already sent an invite, you can start by thinking about what you would cover and what you would include in an agenda so you can frame that at the beginning. Include things like time, include things that you would like to overcome at the end, such as scoping or next steps or demonstrations, and include that at the beginning so they're really clear as to what the next 30 minutes or an hour looks like. You must practice before you put this into play. It's like anything. If we want to go and be great at a certain sport, we have to train regularly. Same thing in sales. If we want to be great at sales, we've got to practice. And I highly recommend saying it out loud. No, you do not need to do it in front of a mirror. That is something that I do not recommend because then you feel very self-conscious if this is new for you. But I want you to just say it out loud. Your mouth needs to get used to the words coming out of it. And if you've never framed a call before or used some of the language that you're going to, in a sentence, then you need to practice it. Otherwise, you will fumble over your words. It won't go very well. And then you won't do it again. And therefore, you won't see the success from framing a call. And so I'm going to leave you with this question. If you could convert more meetings into second stages or clients, what would that mean to your revenue or your pipeline or your bottom line if it's your business? I want you to have a think about that because this framing piece comes right back into outcomes. It comes back into conversion, into selling more, into bringing on more clients and helping more people, which is often the why, the why we created that business or the why we went to work for that specific company. So have a think about that before you start implementing some of these tools and tips that you've listened to today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you believe that this could help somebody else, then please feel free to share it with them. If you love this episode, you can also leave a comment, a review, give me a five stars across any platform wherever you're listening. Thank you for being here. Thanks for taking the time. I wish you a very successful week ahead. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you haven't already, make sure you hit follow or subscribe because I guarantee you won't want to miss next week's episode.